Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Well, it's good to be here. Finally, we've been working on this podcast for several months now. I'm uh, Chief Bob Vasquez. I think you heard my voice here in, in the introduction. And Lugo Santiago is on the other end. Uh, how are you doing, Lugo? I am doing great. As, as you said, I am glad that we're doing this. This is, this is one of those things that were probably like 20 years in the making, not a month, right? <laughs> well, as you get older, time is relative. You'll understand that in about 20 years, but the, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's anyway, right. good Whenever, to see you. Whenever I turn 30, I know I will. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that myself. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's give our listeners a, a little bit of a, an idea of where we're from or what the, our background is. I, I, Lugo, you're from Puerto Rico originally. That's your home. But you've been, I mean, I don't know. You've not lived in Puerto Rico for 50 years, I guess, something like that, right? Yeah, it makes me kind of old. I remember, I'm yeah. still a young, a young one. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, yeah, born and raised in Puerto Rico, and uh, from there, when I was 19, enlisted in the Air Force, and and I've been traveling the world since then. So, in in this uh, organization called the United States Air Force, yeah. and then of course after that, you know, after after that, we've been dealing and working with organizations, you know, doing strategy, doing futures work helping organizations understand how do we deal with chaos. But but yes, um, Puerto Rico, uh, as they call it, La Isla del Encanto, right? the island of enchantment there in the Caribbean. But yeah, a little bit uh, about me, and I think it's a great idea to introduce ourselves so that way people get to know you know, our background and why yeah. we think these thoughts, right? right. So in the Air Force for, um, after uh, Puerto Rico and the Air Force for 27 years, uh, worked at aircraft maintenance. That's where I started doing what people do. Uh, they call uh, precision measurement equipment laboratory. It's PML. We do a lot of calibration, uh, systems, uh, troubleshooting, and and so on. So I learned a lot about there about how data it's important, uh, how finding problems are important, and how people think through problems. So they did that for a few years. And after that, I went to be a PME instructor. So professional military education, teaching leadership uh, to first line supervisors and um, uh, love the, the, the opportunity to, to interact with young minds. And, and then after that, I was a military training instructor. And we'll talk a little more about that later on. But that was such a great opportunity to think about and talk about leadership people think about you know the drill sergeant as a as a person who's yelling and motivating by yelling right we'll talk a little bit more about that and well, i'm not sure that you so motivate that, that way but we'll argue about that <laughs> yeah. uh, at least people get moving in some kind of direction right, right? sometimes yeah. not in the right direction you know talking about leadership right when when leaders bark and not provide direction right and yeah. that's that's a that's a good a good analogy there. 
trying to you bark at people people run but they're trying yeah. to do whatever they can but they're but right. they're not doing it right they're just doing something yeah. and they create chaos in the yeah. organization so yeah so that, that what a great opportunity to learn about people and leadership right yeah and of so course. and after that yeah after that um i started working uh went back to aircraft maintenance and um uh, doing uh, avionics taking care of a fleet of aircraft c-130s mainly and then after that went to be a command senior enlisted leader and was involved my my last years my last seven years where i was involved doing re-engineering of organizations that was, that was back when if you remember, we stood up the joint bases. People did not really know how to spell joint base. And this was an exercise in taking uh, desperate uh, or separated uh, services, common services to uh, service installations and people. And instead of having one service doing that, we were spreading that. We took several bases and we took common services and spread them across the organizations. And so I did that for a few years, re-engineering uh, some of those bases. So three of the the, the bases. Um, great uh, opportunity to turn into understanding how people's effect have on the organization, how the organization have effects on people and the community. And lastly, um, after my time in the military, started working with organizations doing innovation, futures work. Uh, one of the things, as you know, people are trying to figure out, how do we deal with uncertainty? How do we uh, deal with a world that is changing? And uh, what do I do? Is there a particular solution to that? So that's that has been... The, one of my challenges dealing with several organizations for the for the past five years in regards to innovation and futures work. Uh, in the meantime, uh, some of those things we uh, been uh, writing, as you know, you're also a a several time published author, and so I wrote a little bit about these experiences leading people and also uh, dealing with futures and how futures affect leaders and organizations. And so that's, that's being like in a nutshell. And yeah. I know chief, I, I would like to, I would like to also have the listeners talk, uh, listen to some of the things that you have done. I've met you, uh, probably about 25 years ago, probably more back in 1996. And you have been, yeah. A, a mentor and uh, a driving force in my own uh, growth as a leader. And so if you can talk to the listeners a little bit about where you come from and how did you get to where you are right now? Well, uh, uh, NSA won't let me tell you much. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> okay, course. <I'm> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Although I did, I actually did some work for NSA. Uh, but anyway, uh, interesting, the, uh, the similarities that we have, Lugo, what did you call uh, that island in Puerto Rico? The what island of enchantment? Yes, the island of enchantment. Okay, you know what? I'm from New Mexico, which we our motto is the land of enchantment. Can you believe oh, that? I, I don't know that you ever knew that. Uh, you know, we mm. have a connection there. Wow, uh, we were no, we were both in PME. In fact, uh, 
I, I served in both types of PME in the Air Force, so professional military education and professional uh, military entertainment because I was a, a band guy for 24 of the 31 years that I served on active duty. So uh, I did that. Uh, our name is Jose. We both have, uh, you know, yes. you go by that more than I do. I go by Bob because you can spell that the backwards and forwards and it's a lot easier. But uh, <laughs> and, and, and we, we both served at the, the command level of uh, being uh, uh, leaders, advising leaders. You know, I called, they called me a senior enlisted uh, uh, advisor when I did it. And then eventually you guys got the star and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, so we have a lot of connections there. And we both, uh, I speak Spanish, you speak Puerto Rican. But yes, uh, yes different uh, language may, right there. You may slip into that every once in a while because we won't know any better. But uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah we, I guess 25 years we've known each other, something like that. But I, yes. I served, uh, as you know, I served 31 years on active duty. And then I served at the Air Force Academy, at the Air Force Academy, it's easy for me to say, for uh, 19 and plus years. I just retired in February, so uh, I don't have to answer to the man anymore, but I answer to the woman, which when she calls me, I'm going to have to cut this off because i got to go eat. You, There's you always a boss. There's always a <laughs> there boss. There always is. In fact, that's what I want. <laughs> in my first book that you published, uh, was uh, So You Want to Be the Chief, that's uh, one of the lessons. You're never the boss. You always answer to someone. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's good to be on, on this uh, program and doing this. Uh, you talked a little bit about leadership. Uh, it, it, I don't know that we've had this conversation, but you know, I've always led, always, mm -hmm. from the get-go, always. In fact, it got ridiculous uh, sometimes when uh, we, we met our, each other in Germany, if you recall. Absolutely. And when I had just gotten there, I lived up uh, uh, in Sembach, up in the northern part, uh, north of Ramstein. And uh, I'd been there maybe a week or so, and I heard that the, the, the church was having their leadership meeting or something, you know, the people that run the, the, the volunteers. And I've always been involved with the church on every base that I went to. So I thought, let me go, figure, let's see what's happening. So I get there, I don't know anybody. I know no one, really, the pastor, no one. I walk in there, and they, they're sitting around. I introduce myself, they introduce themselves, and... Interestingly, almost everyone is leaving back to the United States because they're finishing up their tours, uh, and I'm just coming in. So uh, they got, they're they talking about they, knew, they need new leadership, and they're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I wasn't that old yet, but I had to go to the party. And you know, when you got to go, you got to go. So I excused myself. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. I came back. I was the president of the group. No, I, I, a defining I, moment. It was, it was. So the lesson there is: don't go pee if you're in a meeting when you just when you don't know anybody and they're hiring someone. So, uh, and 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 I I became the the leader and I was a leader for six years that I was in, in Germany, and I tried to get out. Not I didn't try to get out of. It. I shouldn't say it that way. But I always was looking for new blood. Let's get somebody else to lead us. Don't no chief. You're the you're the president. You're the the leader, and that's the way it's going to stay. So I had to leave the country. They had to throw me out of the Air Force before I quit. <laughs> I could quit that job. So I've, I've led all my life in, in every respect, man, always. So uh, my experience as we talk in the next few episodes about leading and leadership and uh, leaders, it, it comes from a lot of experience. And some, again, sometimes I didn't want to be the leader, but it just happened that that's the way it was. And I've, I'm, I think I'm blessed with being able to observe not necessarily all good, you know, mm -hmm. and we often say, 
we sometimes learn from the bad as much as from the good. I'm yes, not sure absolutely. whether it's uh, yeah. It, so it's not a it's not a 50-50 situation, but there is some learning to to be done from uh, bad examples. And uh, yeah, I think what you mentioned I, think, there, I hope I trained you to be a good leader because you've been doing it for a long time as you, as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, I. You know that that's what you mentioned. Uh, it's it's interesting, right? Because we don't consider ourselves, uh, we don't measure ourselves. I I I guess saying, oh, you know what? Look, I am a great leader, right? We we have a sense for what the organization needs. We have a sense for for what our leaders need, and then we develop ourselves in particular ways to make sure that we can uh, address the issue, right? And and I think that's probably, when I think about leading and you know, my leadership uh, throughout the years, it has always been different from place to place, right? It has never been the same. The organization's in a particular way, in a particular, and what does what does the organization need? And, and, and you give the organization that. And so you pull yourself into the organization in such way that that uh, sure you know your the your sense is legitimate, right? Uh, and it is some kind of a some people like to say servant attitude, but I I, I would challenge that it's more than just uh, a, a servant attitude. Is is the the act of thinking as to where the organization needs to be, what are the stakeholders in the organization, what does everybody need, and how do I can get them together so we can synchronize the efforts and then lead them there. And uh, and so when you go through that dynamic, you don't always think, yeah, I'm the great leader. You know, you're just looking at results. Are we there where we need to be? And then all of a sudden, it's time for us to move somewhere else. And then we go in, in the cycle can we say repeat? Probably not, right? Because now you're in a different situation with a different team and, and something else is expected of you. And so whatever talents you have, those talents need to, you know, they need to be displayed in some particular way to make the organization better. I think what happens when I, when I think about uh, the leadership trajectory is that there are defining moments, just like what you were mentioning in there that you were selected and then all of a sudden you got to go and do it. And the, you didn't have a choice, right? People are like, uh, well, I guess we always have a choice, but your choice giving our core values was not going to be to, uh, you know, I'm just not going to do that. Our, our, you know, our core values say, you know what? Uh, I care. And I'm just going to, okay, I'm here. So let's do the best that we can. And then you're trying to figure out what do you have in the environment that can help you get there. And that's how, how you do it. And I think I call that defining moments, right? Because every single time you find yourself, what do I need now? And who can help me? Right. And just like you mentioned, you were always trying to get some people with you. And I think that's a good quality of a leader, being able to you know, find talent, discover talent, and then take that talent with you. Right. And that talent, and as we're going to talk, as we and I, I, let's say that our purpose for this podcast is this, Lugo, that we take that talent and uh, hone it, guide it, focus it on the future. We're both Covey uh, folks. You know, I studied with Dr. Covey, Stephen mm -hmm. Covey, personally. And I know, in fact, I think that was one of the first books that I ever gave you uh, to yes. study. But So we know this stuff, and, uh, and I don't remember which habit, but begin with the end in mind. 
is critical, I think, which has to do with uh, foresight, which you're an expert in, and futures. As, as a leader, if you don't know where you th at least think you're going, you're never going to get there. And I, I believe that your followers are, are not going to follow you because you don't have any idea where you're going. As a follower, and I did that a lot, I'm still doing it. I've been married 45 years, so I'm still following. And yeah. we, <laughs> if we don't have an idea of what that future might look like, we're not going to follow. Or we're going to do it just half-assed. You know, yeah, I'll comply, but that's not very effective. No, Um I mean, of course, you're talking about leadership is always future forward inclined, right? You you are going somewhere. And that is the leadership, right? You're going somewhere, and that's this, that's the the game of leadership, and that that's the reason why we wanted to uh, in this podcast talk about what is this thing leading, and what is this thing futures because they constantly collide and the leaders constantly have to deal with that and not only have to deal with the future the leader has to also deal with what kind of future we're going to have meaning there's always more than one future and so uh so there are there's a set of decisions that they have to make one of them is to envision the future that we want to have collectively, right? And then the other decision is in just like um, Robert Greenleaf, uh, when he talked about servant leader, he talked about the ethic of leadership. And he said that the ethic of leadership is foresight because it allows the leader the opportunity to, uh, they, they have the, you have the maneuver space. So you can then go think through implications of the decisions that you can make so then you can move you know learn from that gain wisdom and then create these particular futures and then together as a team right we decide what is the future that we want to go to i think that that is a big part of what we wanted to do here to talk about the dynamics of that you know rather than the old typical uh, conversation about leadership that it has been so antiquated. Uh, so leaders have to deal with futures all the time. And the idea of, you know, dealing with futures requires that we think fundamentally about the implications of moving forward and what do we see, uh, what's changing and what's not changing. And based on that, how do we deal with the, uh, in the organization, right? How do we deal with that change? And in dealing with that dynamics of change, how do I move the organization to where I want them to be? It's, you mentioning uh, in your book, uh, the power of supervision, right? You're, you're talking about the, that vision, that place where we want to have the, the, the organization move forward. You want the leader. And that, that place could be not just the organization, right? It may be also a personal personal. Uh, place where I want to be or want to become. So all of this that you're talking about, though, really, uh, we affect the future as much as the future affects us. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's universal. That's a natural law. That's the way it's always going to happen. But as we talk more about it in, in these uh, future future episodes, 
it starts, I think, or at least uh, one starting point is with the leader. The question is, what is a leader? What is leadership? Uh, how do you lead? Which, by the way, we'll talk about in the next episode. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and help you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great.